welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. This is season two, episode six, the one with the baby on the bus. The one with the baby on the bus. Um, we kind of start this episode out with Monica holding little baby Ben, who's already looking a lot like dopey toddler Ben. He's pretty big for, I don't know, a six-month-old baby, if even. Bull That's even ben. his real name. Bullcut Ben, yeah. Probably nicer <laughs> than... Yeah, didn't we just celebrate when wasn't he was born? He was born, okay, he was born in, the very in episode last 23. Episode. 23. Okay. And then, you know, they had to have summer break or whatever. So right. maybe this is six months. But and they yeah, do say they do say something along the lines of when um, Ross comes back from China, something along the lines of like, I've been dating her for two months. He's talking about how they haven't had sex. And it only had been, like, two episodes. And so I don't know if they're, like, trying to, like, project the timeline a little bit further or what. But he just looks a little big to me. He doesn't really look like a baby anymore. Suspicious. Suspicious. Bullcut Ben, if that's even your real name. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so every time Monica holds him, he cries. Which, if that was my niece or nephew, I would be devastated, as she is. Yeah. Um, Because you obviously want them to love you. But some babies just cry. And some babies just cry every time they're not with their mom. So. That's right. Or maybe she's got some sort of like, it could be her perfume. True. bothering him. Yeah. Um, my friend's daughter is, she's super cute. And she's just in a mommy phase. And so even like when her dad holds her, she like pouts this lip out really far. But oh. she, she, the other day. My friend was holding her and she kept like reaching over to me. And so I was like, okay. And so I took her because she was reaching over to me. And as soon as I took her, she looked at me and her lip just like curled all the way over and started like quivering. And she just burst into tears. And it was so sad, but also so cute. And I'm like, I thought you wanted this. You like reached over to me. (laughs) No, this isn't what you want. So, you know, kids can be finicky, but you know. He cries every time Monica holds him, and they're all, like, making fun of her. And um, that comes up later in the episode as a – it's an important factor. But um, they're all just hanging out, and Monica bakes a kiwi lime pie. And – Shout out. Shout out to kiwis. Shout out to kiwis. And Ross starts reacting like a hitch situation where his uh, throat is closing up and all the stuff. But I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, Hitch. I was like, what? It's oh. so funny the like gurgling noises he makes, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine the feeling of my throat closing up. That sounds like, no. That's so scary. Um, and obviously, Ross doesn't have an EpiPen because he has to go to the hospital. But I was just thinking, like, you, you don't have any allergies either because I don't. Not like anything anaphylactic, anyway. No, nothing anaphylactic. Nope. I do, when they start listing all the things he's allergic to, I'm like, I feel like that's not going to hold up all 10 seasons. Peanuts, lobster. Oh. I don't know. Maybe that's why he doesn't eat lobster when Rachel's dad orders three lobsters. Right. Right. Because he's allergic, in theory. Or was that that? Or was that when, was that when Phoebe was there? Two lobsters and a menu. Oh, and a menu. And, like, the weird shrug, like, I don't know what's up with this guy. Yeah, yeah like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know that we ever necessarily see Ross eat peanuts or a lobster. But, but yeah, we don't have allergies. We're, no, we're very lu- we're honestly, lucky. Honestly, very lucky. 
I feel like that because like, you know, whenever you go to a conference or there's like a, um, well, I guess for me, like work will put on like a yeah. little spread, you know what right. I mean? A lot. Um, for you, that would be Matt putting on a spread at your home office. Um, me just looking in my drink? fridge and putting on a spread. <laughs> Do you just pull out the chips and the beers and go, guys, it's 4 p.m. on Friday. Everyone mm-hmm. come get a beer. Conference room B. It's exactly, it's exactly what the corporate life is like. No, well, it's like so, when yeah, people when are like, I... just bring all this, just bring all these leftover cookies to work tomorrow. I was like, I am work. If I bring it to work, yeah. I'm just going to eat <laughs> them like, all by myself. Me, my husband, and my cat. So. <laughs> and cats can't um, have chocolate. So I just eat them all. Have... Yeah, I I do feel really lucky or like planes like I kind of fly a lot mm-hmm. for work and um I do uh, yeah, I'm very glad we don't have any um diet and I always forget. Like I remember that my friends have dietary requirements, but then I can't remember how to I don't know, it's just yeah. useless. Anyway. I was next to a guy on a plane once and um they announced they were like we will not be serving peanuts on this flight. We will be serving pretzels only. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. And I was like just chatting. There were these two guys and they were coming to Nashville for work. And I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. And the guy next to me was like, it's because of me. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I have such a high allergic reaction to peanuts that just all the bags opening and all the dust could make me go into anaphylactic shock. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, can you tell me where your EpiPen is and how to administer it? Because I feel like I need to be prepared. And he was telling me, like, he has to, because he's so allergic, he has to let every flight he goes on know because they just can't serve peanuts. And just the fact that there's already, like, residual peanut dust in the plane. I was going to say, or what if somebody else, like, what if you were like, oh, that's fine. I brought my own and, like, whip out a giant bag of peanuts. Right. But I think one person opening it wouldn't be as bad as 150. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't go to Lone Star. Well, he right. And I, I said something and he <laughs> I was actually trying to give them restaurant recommendations and he's like, honestly, I can only really eat at the places I know I can eat, like because you never know if they're gonna use peanut oil or have oh. like nuts in the back that could cross contaminate. And so he's like, I just eat at the chains that I know I can eat at. Um otherwise oh. it's just scary. I'm like, that's so sad. So I'm really thankful well, not I mean, to have allergies. For like not making it everyone else's problem, but like no. how much mental energy that must oh, consume. so much and constricting his life. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But so many of my friends' kids have nut allergies. Yes. Way more than usual. It is really big with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, couldn't they also just be like, I don't know, peanuts are kind of a weird thing to serve anyway. And so I kind of feel like, did the did they really have to be like... We're not going to serve peanuts because someone's allergic. Like, couldn't they just be like, hi, everybody. Thanks for flying Delta. Today's snack is pretzels. Yeah, I don't know. But like, I feel like peanuts like, are standard <laughs> standard airline fare, like, at this point. They this is what are. people it's expect. Stra- not, not here, obviously, but it's, again, New Zealand's different, so whatever. Maybe we'll get yeah. peanuts in 10 years. I mean, I don't like peanuts, so I'm Neither. cool it's when they like don't serve peanuts. No. sit there and eat. I like, love pretzels, so bring them on. Do you know what? I feel like both of them are bar snacks. They're like mm-hmm. a thing that you would have sitting at a bar. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that's probably where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. So why not just have pretzels or have like that Baja mix or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a cookie, cookie time cookie like they do mm-hmm. here. Cookies. I just, I feel like because so many people are so allergic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's why they have the options now. They have out. like 
cookies or peanuts or pretzels. You should Um, just phase them out because nobody's like, nobody's deathly allergic to pretzels. True. Because they're awesome. Yet. Um, But you work with Kiwis, not just the people, the product. That's what I was, that's what I was shouting out before. Oh, (laughs) shout out to Kiwis. (laughs) I let you have it. (laughs) Well, and I said it too. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. Shout out to, um, shout out to Kiwis. So here they call them Kiwi fruit. Um, to differentiate yeah, I, from the people, from the people and the bird, I <laughs> work in New Zealand, and currently I'm working at a place that um, markets and distributes kiwi fruit around mm-hmm. the world, gold and green. Go get mm-hmm. you some. I just saw some of Ashley's kiwi fruit at Costco the other day. I was very excited. Guess what? What they're about to start selling them at Publix. <gasps> Even better. Oh my gosh! I, know, I was so proud. Do all our Florida people love Publix as much as we do? I know you do. If you're from Florida, you, you love we'll Publix, put a poll obviously. on Instagram, but the answer is yes. Yeah, the only acceptable answer is yes. If you don't like Publix, this is probably not the podcast for you. Yeah, you can unfriend us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So anyway, Ross is allergic to kiwi. Oh, and yeah, right. apparently a lot of other stuff. And, like, what shocked me the most about the beginning of this episode is that Monica is suddenly unfazed that she has lost her job. Like the end of the last episode she's like oh crap i lost my job i took this bribe and then she's just like oh i made a kiwi lime pie um which is kind of weird that that holds up though because remember she's trying to be yes she's um, trying to be upbeat trying to be upbeat in this episode and next next episode yep and it does eventually come out but i still think like it's weird that not like from a doesn't hold up standpoint, from saying. like a human standpoint, like that she isn't even like a yeah. little bit bummed. Um, yeah, she bakes this pie, which just make it a key lime pie, Monica. Everybody loves key, key lime pie. It sounds really good, though. I'm imagining just like a cheesecake. Yum. Mm-hmm. Kind of has that tanginess from the, the kiwis, but a little bit of sweetness. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ross has the allergic reaction. He needs to go to the hospital. And I feel like the doctor that is seeing him, doesn't he look familiar to you? Or No. No. Okay, because I looked him up on IMDb, and there was nothing that he was from, but I was like, maybe Ashley will know. The only thing I can think of is that episode. I know we've already talked about Save by the Bell before on this podcast. There's that episode where they win the tickets to the murder mystery dinner. And um, I, what? I don't remember this episode. Tell me. You tell me, tell don't? Me. Oh, my gosh. So somebody, uh, I think Lisa wins tickets on the radio to like a murder mystery mansion. Mm-hmm. And you go to this thing, and it's supposed to be a game, but then they actually make everybody think that somebody has truly been murdered, but it's the game the uh, whole time. And Lisa's in on it. You've never uh, seen this one? What drama? It's so good. Remember. So anyway, there's like this creepy butler guy, and I feel like the doctor reminds me of him, but I did not see Say by the Bell on his IMDb, so I'm guessing it's not him. It's just some other old guy. Do you think that maybe you recognize him because he sent in his headshots to you when you've done modeling calls before? It's possible, but it's probably not because this is 25 years old. And if he still looks like that, then he's God doing bless pretty him. good. Bless him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they take him to the hospital and I'm guessing he has to get some sort of shot. And Ross is being goofy and asking to, like, squirt it in his mouth, which... You squirt. Know. Can I squirt it? Did you tell yeah. me about my squirting idea? I just, yeah, he's Ross being such a baby about is, it. Okay. Is afraid of needles. Okay. I know later he's afraid of spiders. I don't remember if the needles thing ever comes up again, but. I don't know. And I mean, like, no one likes shots, 
but would you rather yeah, your whole like, throat close up? He clearly has like a um, an issue, irrational fear. Yeah, 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 totally. So yeah, they go to the hospital and it's all fine, I guess. But because Ra- or Rasta Ben was already at the house, yeah. Uncle... Well, let's stop there for a second because okay. he goes. She's like, I need to take you to the hospital, and he's like, You can't bring a baby to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> that's where they come from. I like, didn't yes, actually think about that. I mean, I know it wouldn't be convenient, but you could definitely sitting, bring him. You could. You just bring some of his little toys, mm-hmm. and then it's like you've got him there in the waiting room, and then they're in a private room with the doctor. Like she could wait outside, or she could even have Ben in the room with them. Like that is not weird. I don't know. I was just like, what? Says who? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, it's not convenient, sure, but life's not convenient. It's better than having your random harebrained bachelor friends watch them. Well, as we find out, because they're more interested in chatting up the ladies. Babes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, the girl, so, like, Chandler and Joey take Ben and his five million things, which I agree with that. Babies come with a lot of accessories for how small they are. Um, you need a lot of stuff. You can't just, like, leave the house with an extra diaper and hope for the best, you know? Um, they did bring, like, a jumper. And I don't know why they had to go anywhere. That's what I don't understand. Why did they have to go anywhere? These people never they go anywhere. Go, they wanted to go hit on women. Oh, that's right. That because the they whole had reason. a baby. Right. Um, so they go. And the first woman they encounter, do you recognize her? I do, but I can't remember why. So she was on a show called Caroline in the City. And it was on at the same time as Friends. And I feel like it's one of those things that I saw a few times. She was like an animator or something like that, like a cartoon artist. So it always had like sketches of her and like her antics that she got up to. But I looked it up and Caroline in the City premiered in September 1995, which is when season two of Friends came out. And it was uh, on NBC. So this is another uh, cross-promotion a la the ER doctors and Phoebe and Mad right. About You and all that. So they're kind yeah. of doing the same thing by just having them bump into her on the street and it not be, like, anything overly specific. Right. Um, so that's the the redhead lady that they run into that says that her yeah. uterus skips a beat when she smells the baby's head. Yeah, yeah. Um, some Caroline in the and City, think, which I don't really remember that show. Couple? Right, yeah. She's like, my brother and his boyfriend have been trying to adopt. How did you guys do it so yeah. quickly? What agency did you use or whatever? Um, yeah. So, so far, their harebrained scheme has not panned out too much because everyone just thinks they're gay. Um, yeah, which is hysterical. It is. And they finally find girls that are interested and are so engulfed in the conversation with their, like, leopard print miniskirts that they leave the baby on the bus. Yep, so they lie about living at the same bus stop mm-hmm. as the girls so they can go get a drink. Creepy. They get off the bus. Creepy. creepy. And they forget Baby Ben. So Baby Ben is riding around Manhattan by himself. I've been 30 riding around Manhattan by myself and not sure that it's suitable. So I'm positive it's not suitable for a little baby bullcut Ben. But there he is on the bus. So uh, they panic, obviously, and somehow track down the Department of Transit, which I feel like doing any of this in Manhattan would just be an 
absolute nightmare. Like such a nightmare. Oh my gosh. Before the internet. So you have to go home, find, like find them in the phone book, which they do. Well, I think they, yeah, I think they used a pay phone. Oh, that's right. Found them in the phone book at the pay phone. Mm -hmm. Call them up. And I love how they're like, hypothetically, if somebody were to leave a baby, where might you find them? Oh, he wants to talk to you again. Like, (laughs) yeah, so they get there. Okay. How terrifying though. Like, oh, have you ever lost a child that's in your care? No, absolutely not. Well, have you? I didn't, but um, we were in Target once. I was there with my mom and my sister and her daughters. And at the time, one of them was a baby and one of them was like three years old. Wait, like two years say old that again. Your mom and your sister and her daughters? Oh, so your nieces. Do- yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking your mom's daughters. I was like, you and your Yourselves. <laughs> No, no, sorry. I was there right. with my sister's daughter, so my nieces. And um, my mom and my sister were, like, off looking at something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't think it was like, a, oh, Ashley, can you watch? It was just like, you know, they had to go pick something out for the house and they mm-hmm. needed to go talk about it. So I was watching my oldest niece. And she was three years old. She was really hyperactive. She was, like, running all over the place. And I kept like for the most part she was really well behaved but I just remember that day she was just being crazy mm-hmm. and I was like okay like you need to not I can't remember if I also had the other one in the cart I don't actually maybe I did maybe I had the cart with the baby in like the baby seat like in her little seat cuz she was so little mm-hmm. And then the other one was running around and I just I couldn't keep up with her because I had like a big shopping basket with this baby in it. Mm-hmm. And so I remember she kept like climbing up on stuff, going under things. And she was just like having the time of her life. She was like laughing hysterically and running around. And so at one point she was like running through the aisles and I turned and I couldn't find her. And I was Whoa. just like, Oh my gosh. And so I started calling her name and it was like that split second where you're like, mm-hmm. I can't find this child. And like, they should be within the vicinity to where I can see them. But you know what I mean? Not just like, oh, I'm sure she's hiding somewhere. Like, it wasn't like that. It was like this whole time she's been running away from me, but like I've been able to see her mm-hmm. and like I couldn't. And I was just like, uh, like, oh, my. it was just this whole thing where it was like I didn't start thinking through it, but it was just like, what if my sister's kid is gone? Mm-hmm. And like I was because that's all it takes is like three seconds when you're not looking. We've all heard the stories of like child abductions or you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. something so scary. And so I just like I like terror was coming over me. Mm -hmm. And so then like I finally found her and she was just, you know, like laughing and running through aisles. So I grabbed her and picked her up and I was like pulling her out. And my that's when my sister, my mom walked up. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're going to the car. Nope, she can't listen. We're going to the car. And she was like crying at this point because mm-hmm. like, you know, she just thought she was playing a game. And I was like so terrified. And so my sister was like, nope, it's fine. I'll take her. And I was just like, Ugh. so I never told them because obviously I was like, <laughs> like, well, I almost lost your child. Well, they might know now. It was so scary. Yeah, that would be scary. And I know like even the best parents – look down for two seconds and there is suddenly like it just happens it it happens you've got an active kid and you like you know you turn to go grab milk and then you come back and the kids run off like who knows but I will say an infant who's locked in a car seat 
is 100% in your control. Yeah. And when you leave him on a that bus, is... that's going to... Oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to put that one on you. I thought you were you. talking about my story. I was like... Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, back to friends. <laughs> no, back to friends. So when we you have, like, now. a non-mobile child that your responsibility is to pick them up and put them in their, yeah. their car seat or into the stroller from the car seat, like... Come on, guys. That's on you, You guys. had literally one job. Um, so thankfully, apparently the city of New York, who never has anything organized, has somehow found two babies in one day. I was going to say, there's multiple children in this list I know. Found. And the guys are, like, going back and forth, like, oh, ducks are clowns, ducks are clowns. Because they can't tell which baby is Ben. I know. And I know, like, a lot of babies look the same, but... Really? You don't know what he looks like? Look, if there's two blonde <laughs> babies, it, it would be tricky. You're going to take the best behaved one? I don't know. I Yeah, I'd like to think that I wouldn't not know which baby belonged to my friend. Yeah, but I guess it's fair enough. They probably weren't paying much attention. They've only been around this kid for six months. What do I know? Um, <laughs> but they flip a coin... Ducks are clowns, and they pick... Oh, my God. Joey says ducks have heads, or ducks is heads because ducks have heads. And Chandler's like, what kind of scary clowns were at your birthday party? Anyway, they don't really say <laughs> in the episode whether they pick ducks or clowns. Right. I don't think. Uh, maybe they do in the full extended version, but they do not in the Netflix version. And um, they go home, and uh Ross is home and they bring Ben home and Monica picks him up and he doesn't cry. And right. And so that's like, like a dead giveaway that yeah. it's probably not Ben. It's the wrong baby. But I am positive that Ross or Monica would notice if it wasn't Ben. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Because especially Ross, but I'm actually more so even Monica because she's a girl and attention to detail and just would notice she notices when the ottoman's out of place. I'm sure she'd notice if it wasn't her nephew. Right. Um, but then he has the Department of Transportation diaper on his little bum. Yeah. Um, it says property of human services. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's this about? And they're like, you're going to laugh. Yeah. I'm just glad that Ross didn't get like CPS called on him because he gave his baby um, to his friends. Yeah, that's a really risky situation. And the fact that they just had to guess, which, like, the, the whole thing is risky and stressful. Right. And the other parents, if they got the wrong kid. Ooh, I know. I mean, nowadays, if that were to happen, you would basically, first, yeah, you would, like, probably FaceTime Ross and be like, which one of these kids is yours? <laughs> or, or FaceTime Monica and mm -hmm. be like, or, or Phoebe. And be like, don't tell the others which one of these has been. Yeah, totally. But obviously it all works out in the end because Ben Hilarious. is Ben and he's got that bowl cut and we know it's him. It's bowl cut Ben. Bowl cut Ben. And kind of in the background of this whole episode, um, we've got Rachel doing her coffee shop thing and Phoebe playing her songs, which she's playing the, like, she's just, like, sitting in the coffee shop singing the one that's, like, I was in the, sh she's, like, I was in the shower this morning and I wrote a song. Can I play it for you? Oh, it's so funny. And she's, like, I love this one. I can't remember. She's, like, something, like, I'm in the shower and my hair is wet and turgen backwards is nerget. Like, yeah. she doesn't even pick a real word. 
but I know it's Phoebe. <laughs> but I love or later on. Yes, I sing that all the time. I think about too. it when I'm in the shower. But they look. It's like as needed, which I mean, lather, rinse, repeat. How many times? I don't know. It's funny that that's a marketing ploy that was to use more shampoo. Yeah. Um. But so, uh, Ter- I think his name's Terry, the guy that owns the coffee shop. It's Terry. It's Terry, and I want to talk about him. Okay. Go for it. Well, when I first saw this, and he's like, oh, Rachel, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this guy, I bet you he's not an actor. I bet you he's, like, the director of the show, and this is how they worked in a cameo. That is not true. The part where he's like... Rachel, sweetheart, I, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And she goes over, and I was like, this guy's not an actor. I bet you he's, like, the director of the show, and this is how they give him a cameo. Mm-hmm. But that's is not it? the case. Oh. No. <laughs> I thought I was on to something. But I looked him up on IMDb, and um, he is an actor, and okay. he's from – he was an elf, which I remember watching some of, but was a bit mm-hmm. too young for, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's also in this show called Misfits of Science. It was only on for one season. And okay. guess who else is in it? Um, Chandler? Courtney Cox. Oh, funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So her old buddy Alf is on the show. Her old buddy Terry Alf. Terry Alf. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say about him. Because he always bugged me. And I thought he was... Um, I thought he was just like the director or something, but I guess he's just playing the jerk boss really well. Yeah, I guess. Um, he, yeah, he does play the jerk. I think he kind of plays more like the apathetic, um, like he cares, but he's not going to like pander to these like 24 year olds, you know, like it's his business and, yeah, I get it. You're fr- it's your friend, but like I'm running a business here. Like I'm not. But also, just gonna, shouldn't like... it be up to him to fire? Like that's true. To, like, make yeah, it's his but business, I don't... so he shouldn't be bossing them around. But like I that. think, well, I mean, he's the boss. But <laughs> that's an HR thing. Like that's it's his place. You know what I mean? It's not the waitress's job yeah. to hire and fire the musicians. Yeah. It's that's true. And I also kind of think like if Phoebe's not getting paid, like maybe just don't book her again. You know? I guess she just Maybe shows she up. had like He's a standing really... Thursday night yeah, I feel slot. Like she did cuz she used to her name used to be on the chalkboard. You can't erase chalk, Ashley. Well, I think that's the thing is he could have just been like that's the thing is like she was just going to keep showing up and her friends are there, so it's not like she's just going to go away anytime mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, true. So he hires this, like, professional actress, which I also looked her up. So there's this episode is just laden with people that we're looking up. You know who she is? she a person? I couldn't find anything that, like, made me recognize her. So I recognized her from her voice. She's a musician. Right. And she is in The Pretenders. Oh, that's why her IMDb didn't say very much except for, like, extra on SVU. Yeah, it's... It's basically, yeah, it's all this stuff where it's basically her musical credits. Mm. Um, Chrissy Hind. I don't know if you mm-hmm. pronounce her last name Hind, but it's, yeah. And so it just, because I was looking that up too, and I was like, I swear this lady's from The Pretenders. And, oh, but yeah, IMDb's just, thank you. 
ear. I really Good like ear. I really I like the pretenders. And so yeah, so so she's um she's actually a musician. So it is like a very star studded cameo episode. Mm-hmm. True. I feel like they stack the deck like every five episodes has a bunch of cameos and then I don't have anybody. Yeah, that's fair. Um but yeah, so Rachel has to fire Phoebe from well she's oh. supposed to but okay I want to say something here because I know before I said that I felt like Rachel was really selfish mm-hmm. this is an example like Rachel totally sticks her neck out for Phoebe here when she's like come on Terry you don't have to pay her just let her show up you won't even yes. be here people like her I'll I'll clean the cappuccino machine and then you don't I'll the really clean it and you're like oh, I'll really clean it and so the fact that she's like saying like she'll do extra work and stuff just right. so that Phoebe can like have her gig um that is like that is Rachel being a really good friend that's true I think where you dislike Rachel more so is where she wants something she can't have more so um because do you think – I think she's generally a pretty good friend until it infringes on her wants. Sometimes. But so, yeah. But, I mean, that's what being selfish is, right? But like, Right. That's what – yeah. So, that's – I'm agreeing with you. So, but an example – so I hear what you're saying. She's not a rude friend. But, like right. – so, so, yes, there's that whole thing with how she's, like, really manipulative to Julie and that's mm-hmm. annoying. But then – and then – later on Bonnie but then it's like that's all with Ross and okay maybe it's just that but do you remember that one where like she's sitting there in her robe and the phone rings and she's like could you get that and she's like why because you're lazy she goes no it's just because everybody that I want to be with is right here and then she's like sucka like I know that's not a big deal but to me I was just like you know when you're adding things up so (laughs) I don't know maybe it is mostly just if you're keeping score and Ashley definitely is notebook (laughs) <laughs> I need it for my notebook. I mean, my scoreboard. I mean, yeah. My what? So, um, yeah, but you're right. But yeah, she is. But, she does stick her neck out and like try yeah. to do the right thing for Phoebe. But then Phoebe t- kind of takes it to the next level and is like, how much am I getting paid? And she's like, oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. I just thought you liked playing. And then Phoebe doesn't want to be yeah. like the opener for this professional lady. Yeah. Um. So she takes to um, playing outside the coffee shop instead, also instead, not getting paid. Um, which is she gets really funny. It just reminds me of that time when she plays outside of Monica's restaurant, and Monica's like, "It's yeah. kind of a classy place," and she's like, "Oh, say no more." And she comes back in like yeah. a ball gown, <laughs> and it's still yeah. like the guy ate garbage. That's why he smelled like garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it wasn't just that she was something. The woman smelled Fat, like garbage. Everybody. <laughs> Um, oh geez. yeah, it it does remind me of that, and I I love that like her her songs out there. Um, the part where she chats with Stephanie, and she's like, "So do you know like A?" And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." She's like, do you know G? And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Do you know how to go from A to G?" And so after that, when she's playing, and she goes, "Stephanie knows all the chords." <laughs> okay, so your friend Steph. Yeah. Um. She and we can cut. Does she know? She knows all the chords. Well, on the piano, but, yeah. Well, so her Instagram handle. Every uh-huh. time I see that, I think Stephanie knows all the chords, and I just think <laughs> her Instagram handle should be Stephanie knows all the chords because she's a musician. 
She is. I'll Can I'll pass that. Put this to her. Yeah, I'll send it to okay. her. She does know all the chords on the piano. Um, And singing. She can sing. And singing. Yeah. She actually uh, sings along with me on our intro music. The Best Friends Club podcast intro. Stephanie's one of our beautiful singers. She has most of the beautiful voice in. I can't say that right. She has the most beautiful voice in the intro and the world. But yeah. <laughs> she, uh, you know, mostly it was like us hanging back from the mic and her taking lead because she has a great voice. But Stephanie Good. knows all the chords. So just tell um, her she should change her instead. Okay, I will. I think it is really funny when she's like, oh, so do you know how to go from A to G? Like thinking she's going to like trip her up. <laughs> um, and the girl's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. But when uh, Phoebe's playing outside, she is like, yeah, I only made like $8 and two of those were mine and the other thing's a condom. And just then, Frank Jr. comes running in. I was about to say, so it's the same extra who ends up playing Frank Jr. His name's like Giovanni Rees, I can't remember. Um, Yeah. So I like looked this up. Once again, this is like the episode of looking things up. And... I, I looked up this thing and it was like, the theory is that this is how they introduce him. So when we see him later, it's not like jarring. And I'm like, that's kind of dumb because he's in high school. He lives upstate. Why would he be like wandering in the West Village throwing stuff in somebody's guitar case, you know? Also, people are introduced all the time. It's not jarring. Right. Right. That's what I said. <laughs> well, I think it was just that they... Anyone ever. <laughs> Right. And so they cast him as an extra and they obviously let him audition again and thought he was funny. So yeah. they cast him and he I is perfect as like Frank him. Jr. Agreed. Um, I think sometimes people want things to be more complicated than they actually are. Well, that not like, so is that why Estelle is also an OBGYN nurse? Right. Because they wanted us to introduce her. <laughs> Just please meet Estelle now. Um <laughs> Anyway, so Phoebe's, like, feeling bad about herself. Nursing agency. Nursing agency. Bringing babies into the world. Please hold. Um, So. Yeah, so Phoebe's outside playing. Yeah, she's outside. Steph is playing. Because she knows all the chords. Stephanie's serenading them with Angel of the Morning, and everybody's looking at her with, like, a very coffeehouse wonderment into their eye. I'm like, I don't care for it. Doesn't that song remind? Isn't there like a Shaggy song that has I think that? Shaggy does remake. <laughs> I it. think. I think. Well, it's not even Shaggy. It's the, the guy that sings. Have you back when you're all done? Uh huh. But the guy who can actually sing that doesn't sound like Shaggy. Yeah. Samples Shaggy just goes, this. Love baby. me, love me in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> He's just croaking along in the background like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> what's so funny is like matt never knows any songs like pop culture is just not his thing unless it's like paul simon or u2 he just doesn't know the songs he might know the words or he might recognize them but he could never tell you like who sings it or when it was or whatever right but he always knows shaggy because it's so (laughs) (laughs) distinctive i mean he's like (laughs) <laughs> so this is this is a friends podcast with, with a, a shaggy, shaggy flair. flair. <laughs> I think you've just outed 
Matt's oh. guilty pleasure. No, it's not because he I loves him. You... It's just so recognizable. Uh, that's what he tells you. But I bet you Matt is listening to Shaggy out in his office right now. Mm. I'll go check into love it. Me love it. <laughs> yeah, check into it. Um, I just think it's Wanna really... Show the so nation. I don't really like My the fact that she's like singing to the coffee shop and they're all kind of sitting there like dreamily listening but that's not my scene um but then i love when like the door swings open and you can hear phoebe and they're all invited to bite me (laughs) it's like oh kind of wrecked the mood there phoebes oh she's so funny but Uh, so eventually phoebe gets over it yeah and and um, again rachel's really nice she goes out and sits with her on the curb and says she is she She wants her to feel better requesting smelly cat yeah and i love um when everything kind of wraps up at the end when phoebe is teaching her smelly cat which i looked it up and it's the first time we hear smelly cat oh oh so she mentioned smelly cat earlier because she goes she goes susu suicide made which made me laugh out loud made four dollars but smelly cat i only got 25 cents in a condom and so okay that's the first time she mentions it and then we actually hear smelly cat wow we hear smelly cat and i wonder i don't actually know but i wonder if when they're like trying to learn it if people really reacted well to it because it's the only repeat song through the entire show like yeah. None of Phoebe's other songs, like she mentions other songs, but we never hear them or we never hear them a second time. That's right. So when she's trying to teach Stephanie, who knows all the chords, Smelly Cat, and Stephanie's like trying to make it fancy and yeah, harmonize and stuff. Cat, <laughs> smelly Cat. And she's just like. And Phoebe's like, no, okay, no, no, there, no, no. There I just don't no think top. you get. Right. <laughs> Take it from the top. Uh, there is no top. Um, but I love that that's the first time we hear Smelly Cat and that. I think it must have been a real hit because then like, yeah, it is a repeat and like the gang sings it and like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cute. And the time I with the jingles when her ex-partner comes back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they I make the music like video. Beca- like, everybody knows Smelly Cat. So yeah. it's just, it's become a cultural icon. It just must have caught on like in the, when they first played the show. Yeah. Because they kept bringing it back. Unlike, they never brought anything else back. So, anyway, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that ending. Because it's also Phoebe, like, you know, she's bringing this girl into her world. and Yeah, she's trying fun. to, like, put out the olive branch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's it for Baby on the Bus. If you've I ever left so. a baby on the bus and you want us to judge you hard, <laughs> you go ahead and email us. <laughs> Or if you've ever had a scary, like, lost your child. I bet you every single mother, every single auntie, every single friend, babysitter. So you don't have to relive that trauma. Um, Yeah. And hopefully they were returned to you safely. I'm sure. Um, But yeah. Okay. I think every parent is lost. So next episode is season two, episode seven. Yes. The one where Ross finds out. Oh my gosh. This This is so pivotal. Like we are really encroaching prime Ross and Rachel territory. Yep. It's all about to happen, you guys. It's about to get real. It's about to get real. So yeah. Join us next time. Episode seven. Thank you for joining us this time. We'll see you next time. I'm going to say the word time again, just for good measure. Time, time, time. (laughs) Time, time, time. Uh, Yeah. That's it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.